Hello my brothers and sisters in Christ and hello to those in the world that are not of Christ. Today I want to talk about Jehovah's Witnesses. Are they Christians? The answer is no, they're not. They're a cult that is run by Satan. When you meet them, they're very much of the world. They act a lot like people of the world. They wear these fantastic little uniforms, you know, their little little tags on their chest with their little billboards and Jehovah this, Jehovah that. Talk about... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, being legalistic. You know, there's one thing about Christianity. It's so messed up. And one thing we've got to remember is we cannot be legalistic. It's about having a relationship with God, Jesus. It's about having a relationship with him through his blood. And you can't do that if you're legalistic. And you always find that in Christianity. You get two sides. You get the one that's completely legalistic or the other side that's completely lax, like Hillsong worship that's completely demonic, singing completely unscriptural songs. And when you listen to what the lyrics are, it's actually an abomination. It's terrible. So you get two sides of it. So you've got to be bang in the middle. And you cannot be legalistic. And the Jehovah's Witnesses are certainly that. Like I said, they're a cult that is led by Satan. They are not of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Um, I'm going to read you a load, of, a, load of, a load of what they believe, as in their beliefs, and I'm going to back up the scripture with it. I'm not going to focus entirely on all of their beliefs. I'm literally going to focus on about 10, which is the first 10 that I picked up on, which I think are the most important ones. I'm not going to waste much time on them because they're not worth wasting time on. They are they're severely deceived. And what I mean by that is, is that I don't want to waste my time on their cult. I care about the individual that I preach to, which I did the other day in the gym. I care deeply for the individual that's lost amongst this false denomination. However, you've got to be wanting to change. You've got to understand that Jesus is God. They don't accept the first one is they don't, they reject the Trinity. Well, the Trinity, the Trinity is in Genesis 1.26. The Father said, let's make them in our image. So who's he talking to? He's not talking to the angels. He's talking to his son and the spirit. The Trinity is three in one. Three persons in one being. It's like an egg. You've got three parts to an egg. It's still an egg. But there's three parts to it. So when you look at that, God can be anything. But he is the three in one. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And this is why when God became flesh, he came down into Mary via the Spirit, which is clearly throughout Scripture, I don't know how you can miss that, and then he becomes a man in the likeness of sinful flesh, but not sinful. He walks throughout his whole life, he starts his ministry for four years, and then later he dies on a cross. He's buried and risen from the dead. John 2.19, he says, destroy this temple and I will raise it from the dead. I will raise it. You know, he's not talking about a building, but even a man who's just flesh can't raise a building, let alone his own body, can he? And I, and I strongly encourage all of you, if you ever get a Jehovah's Witness come to your door, before you engage them, can you say, get your Bible out, please, your Watchtower Bible, which is literally written by Satan. What's it say in John 2.19? Now, their translation won't say what the King James and the other translation of the world says, especially in Greek or Hebrew. It says... Jesus said to them, destroy this temple and I will raise it in three days. Explain that. And they can't. Then shut the door on them. Don't waste your time. Because they are completely for Satan. They make out they're for Jesus. 
but they actually deny the glory he deserves. And I'll tell you this, I wouldn't want to be them on Judgment Day because you, me, and everyone will be judged by Jesus. The righteous and the unrighteous alike will be judged by Jesus. Those who are going to hell, by the way, don't repent, they go to hell. They don't believe in hell, but they believe in heaven. How convenient. They believe in heaven, but they don't believe in hell. So in other words, no matter what they do and how wicked they are and how much sin they live in and on this earth, they're going to heaven. But they don't believe they've got a soul and a spirit. This is how stupid it gets. And I'm going to go into this now with the scripture. And I'm not going to waste too much time on it. So the first belief is they don't really reject the Trinity. Genesis 1.26 is the first scripture. John 1.1. 1, 1, Jesus said, in the beginning was the Word. Oh, sorry, John said this. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. So if I said to Jehovah, do you accept that the Bible... Is Jesus in the Word? They would probably say yes. Well, then, okay, explain John 1 1 then. They won't. They're just hutter and stutter and pl 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 typical. Matthew 28, verse 19. Write that down. Matthew 28, verse 19. I want to give you these for you to search out and study for yourself. Because that's what I want you to do. It's easy for me to read them all, but I need you to search them out. Because if you want the truth and you are a Jehovah, listen to this, and you're incredibly upset right now, and you know, boiling with anger, and which you shouldn't be, um, you should be humble to listen, right? You'd search these out and look for the truth, but if you're not, then you're looking for a lie. So I'll read from the beginning again. Genesis 1, verse 26. John 1, verse 1. Matthew 28, verse 19. 2 Corinthians 13. 1 Peter 1, verse 2. Revelations 1, verse 4 to 5. Read all of them. On the, on the on the Trinity, and it will tell you and show you that it's there. The second belief is they don't accept John 3.5. I asked one the other day, and she said, no, I'm not born again, certainly not. And I went, well, you're going to go to hell then. Jesus is telling you, you must be born again of water and spirit. He's telling you, you must be born of water and spirit. What's it signify, the water? You are giving up your life and dying to your old self. You're going down, and as you come up, the Spirit of God can enter you, to do the work in you in sanctification, to change you from the old self to the new. It's work in progress. Your free will, you're doing that to serve the Lord. You don't have to. You can deny it and go to hell. It's up to you. But of course, they don't accept hell, do they? I wonder why. So that's what John 3, 5 represents. It's a commandment. Jesus is telling you, do this or you won't go to heaven. Simple as that. They believe in heaven, but they don't believe in hell. Interestingly, isn't it? The third one. They don't believe Jesus rose from the dead, but only the Father rose his spirit. He rose from the dead. Now, what I want you to try and get in your mind is Jesus had a fleshy body like me and you do, right? But inside you, there's a spirit, right? So God was in Jesus, who is God, correct? And his body wasn't risen by itself, but God, Jesus riz his body because he's God. In the beginning, John... Uh, Genesis 1.26 and John 1.1 and so on. It all points to Jesus being God. But they don't see that spiritually because they're deceived. So look at John 1.1, John 2.19. You've got to understand something. When you look at the whole thing as a picture, right, it's very clear. But if your heart is not looking for the truth, you're not going to see this, are you? Number four, the end of the world is coming soon. Well, first of all, no one knows that. They've been saying this since 1914. This is how wicked they are. They reckon since 1914, this is when the world started to come to an end. 
What? The Bible says, in the, in the presence of God, one day here is, uh, 1,000 years here is one day in heaven. There's no concept of time. What are you talking about? See, they're operating again by the flesh, not the spirit, because they reject the spirit. This is the whole thing. This is why I'm not going to waste much time on it. So, only the Father knows the day and the hour when the Son returns. That's Matthew 24, verse 6, Mark 13, verse 32. And also, to collaborate that, that there must be two things that must happen before Jesus returns. There must be the great falling away, and the man of perdition must stand in the new temple. None of that has happened yet. That's 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3. They take everything out of context, just like the Mormons and everything else. They just don't look. Even the seven-day Adventist church, once upon a time, 200 years ago, believed that Jesus would return on a certain day. And guess what? Everyone was preparing for it, and he never turned up. I wonder why, because they missed 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3, and Mark 13, verse 2. You see? Deceived, pagan, Satan worshippers. That's what Jehovah's Witnesses are. Number five, they reject Jesus is God. Okay, this is where he proclaims he is. John 2.19, write this down, it's very important stuff. John 2.19, John 8.58, which ties in with Exodus 3.14. John 1.1, 1, 1, Genesis 1 verse 26, Matthew 9 verse 4, Luke 10 verse 18, Revelations 14 verse 9 and on. I just go on and on and on. Luke 10, uh, 18, I could bring in as well. Um, there's so many scriptures. How many more do I need to bring in? John 15 is another one. John 15 is a huge one. I didn't mention that. You don't abide in Jesus, the great vine. The Father cuts you off and throws you into the fire. Oh, sorry, the Jehovah's don't believe in hell, do they? And what does the fire represent? Jesus constantly warns about the... Um, being tormented with fire and brimstone forever. Oh, because you don't have an eternal body, do you, Mr. Jehovah? They don't believe in eternal body, you don't believe in eternal spirits, you don't believe in anything. Because they're deceived. Massively. Number six, they, they believe we have, in the end, sorry, they believe we have been in the end since 1914, and theirs is the only branch that offers salvation. Right, this is what I put. The only one that offers salvation is Jesus through his blood, John 6, 4, 4, um, which is basically says that no one comes to Jesus unless the Father sends them, so the Father's got to send you first. John 15, the great vine, which I mentioned before. John 3, 5, you must be born of water and spirit. John 3, 16, 17, for those who believe in the Son of God will have eternal life. This is in Greek and Hebrew. For those who believe in the Son of God will have eternal life. Well, if you haven't got a spirit and a soul, you can't have eternal life, can you? It's honestly, it just, it just, it just, I just don't understand where they get this from. But they are deceived because they're run by Satan. They're deceived massively. Number seven, they don't celebrate birthdays or holidays that are pagan origin. Totally correct. Yes, you are bang on. And that is throughout the Bible. It's completely unbiblical. However... We all have, we are humans, and God knows we have traditions. And birthdays are, for example, the celebration of Jesus' birth. People choose to celebrate that. Does that mean they're going to go to hell? No, it isn't. It becomes a problem when they start to idolise um, Mary, like the Catholics do. They start to create images, which in the Ten Commandments, you shall not make no graven image or worship any idols. Right? This is what the problem is with man. 
they get they do that and then they start worshiping the problem this is what the jews had problems in the book of um judges they had massive problems throughout the old testament they started to create carved images this is the problem so what they believe is correct but from a legal perspective if i met a bunch of christians that are going to celebrate someone's birth on such and such day and they love the lord i'm not going to condemn them and say you're going to go to hell that's completely wickedness no absolutely not i had a birthday two weeks ago and i celebrated the whole day on my own with the lord but if someone was to say to me, Steve, come over to our house and have dinner, we want to celebrate your birthday for who God created to honour him, are they going to go to hell? No, they're not. You are legalistic, um, Jehovah. And that is not someone who's walking after Christ. Um, number nine, only Jehovah's will be saved at the end and they don't accept there is a hell, only a heaven. How convenient, as I previously mentioned. Only those in Jesus will be saved, John 2.16, John 3.5, and John 15. John 3.16, sorry, I don't want to put John 2.16 there, sorry, John 3.16, misspelling, my bad. So John 3.16, those who believe in the Son of God will have eternal life. So it's only Jesus that does the saving, not Jehovah's Witnesses. They don't read scripture as per usual like everyone else. Number 10, which I'm going to finish on, they don't accept man is the head of woman and, and male leadership. Now I'm going to give you a load of scripture to back this up. Get your pen and paper. I know this is a really tough moment for you women, but if you're loving the Lord and you're following him with all your heart, soul and might, you will do your roles without complaining, regardless of what you think. Because in Luke 9 verse 23, Jesus said, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. Deny what you think and you feel and serve me. Crucify your flesh and serve me and follow me. Very simple stuff. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 3 to 12. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 3 to 12. Ephesians 5, verses 22 to 23. Ephesians 5, verses 22 to 23. 1 Timothy 2, verse 9 to 15. 1 Timothy 2, verse 9 to 15. 1 Timothy 3, verse 11. 1 Timothy 3, verse 11. 1 Timothy 5, verses 9 to 14. 1 Timothy 5, verses 9 to 14. Titus 2, verses 3 to 5. Titus 2, verses 3 to 5. 1 Peter 3, verse 1 to 6. 1 Peter 3, verses 1 to 6. So as you can see, there's a lot of scripture there that I've backed up with all their so-called beliefs that have no biblical standing whatsoever. Their book, The Watchtower Bible, was literally handwritten by Satan through some guy back in the 1800s. And like the mormons they're just deceived massive when you look deep within what they believe it's completely hypocr hypocritical you know jesus proclaims constantly that he's god you know john 8 58 is one of my favorite ones when the pharisee said to him jesus are you god he says before abraham was i am exodus 3 13 to 14 god god's name is i am so he's proclaiming he's god correct sorry john 2 19 destroy this temple and I will raise it in three days. They all they all they all stutter and get upset when you mention that one. John two nineteen. Remember that when they knock on your door, one question. Answer John two nineteen for me. Now make sure you have a Bible with you because they'll have their watchtower watchtower Bible that was written handwritten by Satan and signed at the at the back. And they will twist and turn scripture. When you look at what they do, they're very cult orientated. You look at the women and the men, they all dress in certain ways. They don't have leadership roles. So they're dysfunctional, like the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And there's other churches out there as well. Um, Witness Knee. 
Witness Knee, the original was pretty good, I've been told, but Witness Lee, or predecessor after, sorry, the one after him, completely screwed everything up and believed in a lot of Calvinism, which is something I'm going to get onto later on. Jehovah's Witnesses are deceived, and they are, when you look at them, their whole doctrine is based on um, what you call a structure within what they believe. And if you step out of that structure, they get all upset. So my job as an evangelist is to challenge them on what they believe. And many a time when I challenge them, they all fall to pot, basically. They'll come across really nice, really sweet. And as an evangelist or as a man of God, who you are, or a woman of God, you are to challenge them in love. You're not to bring them down. I know I've come across a bit sarcastic, but as an evangelist, that's how I do it. Right? And <clears throat> I love people, without a doubt. But you look at Jesus. He didn't run around kissing people. He didn't run around putting arms around people, saying no matter what happens, you're going to go to heaven. No, in throughout the whole of his four books, Matthew, Mark and John, he tells you straight. He doesn't cut corners. He warns you and warns you and warns you of the consequences of what's going to happen to you. That there's everlasting torment in hell and there's everlasting life in heaven. Which one do you want? Now, the Jehovah's make me laugh because they accept heaven, but they don't accept hell. So tell me this then, Jehovah. What happens to all the wickedness on the earth? What happens to the paedophile that enjoys raping children? What happens to the mass genocide murderer like Adolf Hitler that enjoys killing thousands and millions of Jews? What happens to the guy that constantly swears and lies to his missus about cheating on her behind her back? <clears throat> what happens to them? Because there, there is a penalty for your sin. Where does it get all brushed? Under the carpet and forgotten about? No, that's what the Muslims believe. That's what the Buddhists believe. That's what the Hindus believe. You can't earn your way to heaven and you think you're going to earn, think again, you're not. You need a sacrifice, that sacrifice with Jesus. God, when you think about this, this is what I'm going to get your head around. God the Son came down into flesh. Picture that. Comes in the flesh, gets born as a baby. Walks in the likeness of sinful flesh. He himself has all the power of the heavens, everything you can imagine, comes down to become a servant of mankind, washing feet. That's the whole point about being humble. That's the whole point. He then demonstrates about washing feet that when the disciples said, no, 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 you can't do that, he says, well, you can't be my disciple. If you want to be like me and lead like me, you have to serve. This is what scripture says. Right? You have to humble yourself right down to nothing. And then God will exalt you. This is a leader. God has said that to me many times. Steve, you want to be a leader, you have to serve. You have to give up your life. You have to, you have to, Show the world who I am. Lead as a beacon of light, as an example. Walking in a relationship, because you love me. That is a disciple of Christ. But Jehovah's Witnesses are not disciples of Christ. They're disciples of Satan. They don't do anything Jesus says. They, I mean, what makes me laugh the most is that they're going to stand in front of Jesus one day, by the way, in, in, their, in their forms. Well, the, well, first of all, they go to hell to be held. And then when God calls them up for judgment, the great white throne judgment, they're going to stand there and go, oh, we loved you, we loved you, we, we did this, and now you didn't love me. You loved yourselves, just like the Mormons. You're so deceived and focused on yourselves and your ideas, you never once bothered to look at what Greek and Hebrew scripture actually says. You just listen to some, I'm afraid to say, idiot from the 1800s, right, and his opinions, who made the book of, Jehovah is so wicked. Like the Book of Mormon, Jehovah, uh, Joseph Smith was visited by an angel to say that you'll be the, the head of the church. What did Paul say in the book of 
Ephesians, anyone who brings a different gospel to this, let him be cursed. That angel that visited Joseph Smith was the same angel that visited uh, Muhammad and Allah, which was Satan. We all know that Satan can be a beacon of light. He can come as an angel of light. In the heavens, he can go back and forth, and the angels actually think he's a decent angel. When actually, only the one, the only one that knows his true identity is the Father, the Son and the Spirit. They know who he really is. He's not. He's not Jesus' brother. That's what the Mormons believe. It's just an abomination. Jesus is God. And everyone will answer before my king. And for most of you, you don't accept John 3, 5. This is what, you know, this is the saddest thing. Jesus said that you have to do these things or you will not get to heaven. You'll go to hell. Now, that's your choice. But this is a commandment that you will do. So I strongly urge all of you Jehovah's right now to think about the scripture I've said. If you just switch your minds off and not think I'm, I'm talking but silly, and you're not interested, well that's between you and God, and it shows you've got no interest in Jesus, or being saved, or going to heaven, you want to go to hell, that's fine. You don't have to listen to me. The fact is, I've given you scripture, and if you've got anything about you, you'd search that scripture out. You would put your little Watchtower Bible to one side, and go, well that's only 200 years old. Right? I'm going to read what it says in Hebrew, 6,000 years old. I'm going to read what it says in Greek, because in Jesus' day, the New Testament was in Greek. Why? Because Greek was the modern English. In the world today, the number one language is English, right? So English in them days was Greek. That's why the Old New Testament was in Greek, translated to Latin, and then Latin to German, German to English, and so on, right? So when you look at Scripture, please seek it out. Please seek the Lord with all your heart, because I love all of you dearly. I don't want to see anyone in eternal suffering. Those who are wicked, now let me just say, I said earlier on about pedophiles and Adolf Hitler and so on, if they repent, they will be forgiven. That's what the blood is for. That's what Jesus died on the cross for. The blood cleanses you spiritually. Your spirit spiritually. So when you die, the body dies in the ground. In the book of Ezekiel, the valley of bones, everyone's walking around as dead. Right? But God gave life to those who believed. And later on down the line comes Jesus. That's what the blood is for. So you believe in Jesus, you'll have eternal life. John 3, 16 and 17. Read what it's saying and you'll have eternal life. Now I'm going to tell you this. I've had six, 17 visions. I've had 7 to 8 dreams. I've heard God's voice audibly. And the prophecy that God has given me has been confirmed now three times about the vaccine. And a brother of mine who's taught all over Africa, powerful man of God, uh, who's taught about prophecy and so on, right? I said, Steve, you've, you've, it's been confirmed three times now. People don't want to hear that. Jesus said to me in the Spirit, Steve, they didn't listen to the prophets before you, and they certainly didn't listen to me. What makes you think they're going to listen to you? Everything I do is for my Lord. Everything I do is for Him. The glory goes to Him 100%. Everything He speaks to me about is to tell you for His glory. I don't want anything. I want no glory. I want no fame. I want nothing. Everything's for him. He does everything through me. For his glory. Because I am a vessel, I am a servant. It's like the five two and one talent servants. These were these were Christians following Christ. Now the Calvinists would don't believe that you can lose salvation, which sorry I'm about to rain on your parade. Um, the five went and made five more, and he went into the kingdom. Two went made two more, went into the kingdom. What happened to number one? He was wicked and lazy. He buried his talent 
And Jesus says, depart from me, you wicked servant, for I never knew you, because you're wicked and lazy. Where do you think he went? He lost his salvation and went to hell. Very simple stuff, isn't it? The talent servant is the ones that went out and made more. I've been given talents. I'm hopefully going to make more, and it's for his glory. I'm not looking to have kingdoms in heaven. I'm not like the Mormons believe that you'll be in charge of worlds. I mean, come on, it's just so stupid. I'm doing it for his glory. I'm thankful that he saved me. I was a wicked, wicked man before I got saved. And if you knew who I was really, if you really knew who I was and what I did, you wouldn't be listening to me now. But because of Jesus, I'm sitting here saved, cleansed by his blood. And I have complete and utter peace in my heart that when I shut my eyes for the last time, I'm going home. And God actually told me that in a dream. It's, I asked him the night before, when am I coming home? And in that dream he said, for you. So early 2025, I'm going home. Praise the Lord. My brothers and sisters out there, I love you all dearly. And to those in the world that are lost, please listen to me. Listen to God who speaks through me rather. Listen to him. You need to repent of your sins and become born again. If you're born again, he can do the work in you, change you, and you're going to go home. If he can't do the work in you, you don't get in. Simple as that. You can't get in. Because you're polluted, you're wicked, you're filth. That's why Jesus came. There was a bridge between me, sorry, between us and the Father that was broken. When Genesis, in the beginning, when Adam and Eve sinned, that bridge was destroyed. Right? Jesus comes and mends that bridge. And that's the bridge that you can walk across. If you're in Jesus. I quote. I love you all and I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus over this message, Lord, that Jehovah's Witnesses alike, people who are lost in the world, non-believers and believers alike, will listen to this, listen to the scriptures that you speak, accept who you are, Jesus, that you are Lord and Saviour, King and God. Ephesians 4, 5, there is one faith, one Lord, one God, that you reign over all, that your name is above all names, and we love you, Father. I pray that people listen to this, reach out to you and touch you. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord. Amen. God bless you all. Bye.